You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 225, Everyday Feng Shui, Daily Feng Shui Rituals. Welcome to episode 225 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online. Visit us at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list. You can go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, enter your email address there, and we have special newsletters. Every week, we send a reminder about the podcast, and we also have special opportunities that are only available to our newsletter subscribers. So welcome back this week. And for this episode, Laura and I thought we would talk about our own personal daily feng shui rituals and just taking an approach to share how we include feng shui in our everyday life and how one can keep it simple and live the feng shui practice every day. So we wanted to come from a perspective that it doesn't need to be complicated or overly dramatic, which is really our whole MO. Laura and mm-hmm. I really want to encourage people to do this practice. We don't want to make it overly complicated, although we don't want to simplify it and dumb it down either, right? Yeah. I I mean, I think there's different kinds of feng shui. I mean, when you're dealing with just everyday life, there are very simple things that you should be doing. I mean, personally, I mean, maybe there's different practitioners, other practitioners may feel differently, but I don't have a lot of heavy ceremony and ritual daily things that I do in feng shui. I just don't. I find that that is ad hoc or for acute for specific things that I need if if it comes up, and then I will kind I will, you know, go deeper and I'll go I'll kind of like level it up. But for just everyday stuff that I'm doing to maintain my life and keep my chi at the right level. It's really simple stuff. Yeah. And maybe at the end of this, we can give a little update on something that we're both doing in a more acute way in our homes for feng shui. So first we'll offer some of our very everyday feng shui practices that don't have to be super special, but can be incorporated into your everyday life. And then we'll offer something that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So Laura, you want to start and we'll go back and forth. Oh, sure. Okay. Do you want me to start with what you're talking about before? Is that why you put it there? Do you want me to start with my front door? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I made a list and then I have my list of things that I did. I really like, I actually just sat down and said, huh, what do I do every day? Okay. Got it. And then Angie's like, I think you do this too. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I do. She's right. Because she asked me if I have a front door and I do have a front door to the outside world. And I did not put this on my list, but it's true. I mostly come in and out of the side door of my house because that's just the way it works with my car. A lot of people can relate to that. And we see this a lot in with clients as well. And I make a conscious effort. I am very mindful to pay attention to my front door probably realistically once every 27 days, once every month, maybe every, every few weeks, I will, obviously I open the door to get mail. So the nice thing actually about my front door too, is I, all the mail comes there and all my packages come there. So I have to go and open it and there. So I'm letting the chi come in the mouth of chi, which is in the front door. I'm letting it breathe, come in and out. But 
beyond that, uh, because often people don't even have that, like they don't even get their mail at their front door. So I do. So that's good. So it's probably opened at least once a day, but in a more kind of conscious way that I do it where, and I don't even think about doing it sometimes. I'm like, oh, I just get this like itch where I need to like open the front door, sweep everything out, clean, open, keep the front door open for like, I don't even know how long and just sweep and air it all out. Like I just get that itch. So that would be one thing that I do. And for people who aren't familiar as to why this is a helpful feng shui ritual is that your front door represents the mouth of chi that Laura pointed out. It's where the chi comes into your space. Your life force energy comes into your space. So in feng shui, the front door is quite important. And if you have a home with a side door that you primarily use, it's helpful to put into your daily life a ritual in which allows you to activate your front door. Because if you neglect your front door completely, it may indicate that there's sources of opportunity, of chi that you're not opening yourself up to and you're also neglecting. Mm -hmm. So in Laura's case, she uses her side door often, which a lot of people in the US and Canada and North America have a side door and don't use a front door. So one easy way, like Laura said, is to always maybe always get the mail at the front door, which is often pretty easy to do. Mm -hmm. And I personally have a different situation because I live in an apartment in an apartment in New York City. So the only way I'm going to escape my escape my house is through the front my apartment door, which is what is considered my front door. However, I will say there are some days that maybe I don't leave the house because I, you know, I work from home. So I would say that also in a sense, that should be a ritual for me that I make an effort, even if it's snowing out or whatever, to leave my front door to get my mail downstairs or to even take a walk daily. And, and actually that's on my quarterly goals that I make sure I get a daily walk in, which I get in a lot because I live in New York City and I don't have a car, but it's important feng shui wise to strategically make an effort to activate the chi coming into your home by using your front door with purpose. Yes. And that's your formal front door, like the one the mailman mm -hmm. will go to. Exactly. Yes. So Angie, what's one that you do? So one thing I'm, I've been doing as often as I can, which also relates to the front door to activate the chi is to get some fresh cut flowers and place them in front of my front door in my foyer area to brighten up the space, to, to lift the chi and to bring some life force energy, some fragrance, some beauty, some life into that area. Cause where my front door is, it's really beautiful how and spacious. I designed it to be spacious, but there's no natural light necessarily. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that I had some intentional chi coming into that space. So as often as I can, I make sure that there's some fresh cut flowers in the front door of my space to welcome me when I come home and to lift the chi when I leave before I go out into the world. Very nice. Good. Your turn? My turn? Okay. So I'm going to lump three in one here because I feel like they all have to do with the with the objective is to improve and lift my chi. So a lot of when we do in feng shui comes out of Taoist practices that are um, physical 
as well, right? Like Qigong, like they're connected to that practice. There's a real close connection between the two. Now I do not practice Qigong. I wish I practiced it more. I did. And I wish, honestly, that should be on my list of things to, to get onto. But what I do do is I'll do three, three different things I was kind of thinking. Okay. So what do I do to really, if I'm feeling like I need to keep my, my chi up, I exercise, I exercise a lot and I ex exercise every day. I do lots of different things. I do weight training and stuff, but I have actually started taking a walks now because I've decided that walking is, I, I feel like I've been forcing my exercise. Like I've been, I've been too, too young about it honestly. So I need to be softer. And so I'm, I'm going to, I'm exercising, but I've improved. I've added the walking in as well. And then the other one is sunshine. I need sunshine every day. And I will, in the dead of winter, I will open on a sunny day, which sometimes is very, I will open every blind in the house and let it stream in, but I will try part of that. That's part of the walking. And there is a practice that we do in feng shui that's a meditation that we do around that. So it's kind of like a very simplified version of that. So really tapping into sunshine. And then the other thing I do to settle my chi and to, again, improve it is breathing exercise that we learn in the practice. But essentially it is a visualized inhale with a visualized exhale of basically breathing in positive chi and letting go of what you do not need, right? It's like exhaling. And it's it's really just doing very simple inhaling and exhaling, but adding that layer of visualization to it. Mm, I love that. Well, the next place I'm going to share is my desk area. So mm -hmm. what I frequently do in my desk area, because your desk represents your career and work. And as you may notice, Laura and I do a lot for our career and our work. And we're working, we work a lot. Uh, so mm -hmm. we are always putting things out there, but it's our great joy to do that because it really aligns with our our love and our, our unique offering to the world. So I am always moving the, the plants around on my desk, actually, in strategic ways to change the chi and to adapt to the chi. So first, if you didn't know, you could lay the Bagua map on your desk. And for most people, the best areas to work with at your desk, because it's not like your primary, like where you're doing, like putting your keyboard and you're, you're not writing is generally the prosperity area, which is the top left corner. The top middle is your fame and reputation and the top right is your relationships. So I'm always moving things around on my desk because I ha always have a lot of stuff on my desk, but I'm also moving around the plants. But what is maybe different from what everyone else does is not only do I strategically put the plants in an area that I want to work with because the plants represent life energy, it's wood energy, it's growth, it's flexibility, but also I am responding to and noticing and having curiosity about what is happening to the plants in those areas. Like, is this plant blooming a lot? Does this plant need more sun? Is this plant being neglected? And see how that is also reflecting in my career and to give me insight on what's happening in my work. And then also just moving things around to move the chi around in a very simple way. Like right now I have a plant that has a lot of purple in it that's connected to purple and red, which is connected to prosperity, like the wealth area, the Bagua map, and then also the fire area. But I have that in 
my fame area of my desk and it's quite tall and large and it's doing really well. But I also like that it has this color prosperity connected to it. And then in the prosperity corner of my desk in the wealth corner, I have a money plant like the peperomia, but it's a raindrop shaped peperomia, but the leaves are quite, uh, they're very thick, like a, almost like a succulent, but not quite like a succulent. They're not thin leaves and they're coin shaped and it's doing really well. And I also maybe pick strategic, uh, strategically pick different color like pots to inspire the color, uh, the elemental color of that area. And then for a while I had like, had things in my relationship area and I move them around from different areas of my home. So they also receive different amounts of light. They have opportunities to grow and adapt. And I'm, and again, I think the important thing is I'm not just putting them somewhere and making them work for me. I'm also noticing and responding to what they're telling me and honoring their innate wisdom and the wisdom that is coming forth from them being present in my home, them as being the plants. I also have a desk thing I put on my list. So I called it the desk purge. So whenever I'm between projects, so, you know, we're, while we're starting up our class on, well, we have, we will have started it, but we have a new class starting. And so I get, you know, it's going to be a big weekend of teaching or whatever. So I will spend time not only just to clean my desk, like, so I'm a firm believer in desks being messy when they need to be messy, when you're in the full creativity activity mode. I don't try and like, I just can't work like that where everything's perfect, perfect. But between projects or between big things, like once I feel like I've finished something and I'm moving on to something else, I need to purge. I need to completely clean my desk off because I have like a whole bunch of books about something or a whole bunch of files about something. And so then I just get rid of that and clear it off so that I can start again. I make that like a conscious decision. So I'm like, okay, today I'm doing this. So I'll clean off my desk and I will also wipe it down with, like I use an orange oil thing because it smells nice. And so I'll do that as my kind of, okay, my my desk reset, you know, between projects. And that really makes me feel good. And I, and I really like that. And I would say I do that about my entire office. And then I'm lucky because I have a dedicated office space, which is great. And I also in my office have an altar that I can see when I'm sitting and working. So for me, again, I'm a very visual person and I'm really inspired and energized by the things that I see. So I like to change up what I see on the altar depending on what I'm working on. So, you know, maybe I add flowers, maybe I add plants, maybe I add incense, maybe I burn incense. Maybe I put a Buddha, maybe I put the Tara, maybe I put my vase I have with my bamboo. And so it depends on what I'm working on. But that is another thing that's constantly changing is my altar. And it's not, yes, it's an altar. I don't, for me, I don't, I I don't meditate in front of my, I know Angie has a, a different practice. Mine is really a visual honoring <laughs> and just, you know, something I can see and look at and maintain. It's like a little project. So that is kind of my whole desk purge slash altar reset is what I do. Like pretty regularly, like as of my work life kind of cycles through different things. Oh, and speaking of meditation, you pointed to my meditation Mm -hmm. or my, or an altar shrine. So the last thing I'll share is that I regularly meditate at this time in my life in the helpful people area of my home. Now, part of feng shui is 
joining together the heaven and the earth, the practical and the magical. So practically, this is what makes sense in my home. Like I don't really have that many open spaces to put my meditation cushion, but this is the one that arose and it just happens to be in the helpful people area of my home. So then how can we use it? Because sometimes we don't have every possible place to meditate or to put something or to put our desk or to put our bed or whatever it is that we maybe want to place with intention. And I think sometimes people have the misconception that every single thing in their home has to be placed strategically based on the Bagua map. And we would challenge you to decide like, well, maybe if you're designing your home, you can try to do that, but it's really getting into the weeds and you're creating a little bit of a nightmare for yourself, I think, <laughs> because you're really trying to make it a very rigid, solid, static, non-life-giving practice when you do that, possibly. So in any case, my meditation area is in the helpful people area because that's where I had the space. But what can that also mean to me? So I've placed my meditation area in the helpful people area, which is related to benefactors, supportive people, travel, and also have an element and metal element and being supported from people in the world. So I think that it's actually pretty telling that right now, since I've created that space in my home, I actually found a little online sangha at Nalanda Bodhi, New York. And we start, we, I joined their meditation practice and it's been perfect for me because it's every morning, basically every morning, six days a week. And it's a perfect amount of time at the perfect time of day. And for whatever reason, it works for me because I've tried many different practices and, and I don't think I would be able to do it if it wasn't for that group, that Sangha there to, to, to be supportive. So I have, helpful people in my life that are supporting my practice. And also because I meditate and when I meditate, it's very helpful for me to go help other people. So there's a lot of um, layers of meaning there for me. So do you want me to share one more? Or do you want to talk about what you were saying before? What do you want to do now? Well, maybe you, do you just want to round it out with that, with something that you're doing now that you might want to like share? Like my, my specific feng shui adjustment? Yeah. Okay. I have a door in an area of the Bagua, an opening in the area of the Bagua, and I want to pull in the energy that, you know, there's an opening. So I want to, I, I wouldn't say I want to reverse it, but I want to reflect that door, move that door over into the home and pull in the area that I'm tapping into. And so this case, um, it's shen, which is wealth. So I have put a mirror, a convex mirror in a very strategic position that reflects that door and will open and invite it to come in to my life. And that was the intention I set. So yes, that is what I did. That is a, a specific thing that I did. Mm -hmm. But I, but to be fair, it's not going any, I'm not going to move it right now. It's staying there. It'll stay there for a while. Yeah, I, I actually have something similar where I have my stove located in, well, so your stove represents your wealth and abundance and your resources and how you nourish yourself. And I have a convex mirror pulling in chi over my stove and it's pulling in the image of the East River, the moving water 
Um, so to bring in more wealth and abundance, I also have it going over my, have another one going mm-hmm. over my desk too, over my, the wealth area of my desk. So, so there's different strategic ways you can do mm-hmm. this. And if you're curious, we would invite you to visit our webpage, mindfuldesignschool.com slash consultants, or visit the consultants tab on our website and ask what one of our consultants, what this means. If you, if this is piquing your interest, because we have excellent graduates that can offer you a very prescribed feng shui consultation. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Laura, for sharing mm-hmm. your everyday feng shui. Thank you. And thank you listeners for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every week for a new podcast episode. And if you like our podcast and this episode, please share it with others, subscribe, leave a review. You can always support the podcast by checking out our certification, visit mindfuldesignschool.com. And also it's super supportive if you can join our mailing list. You go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll to the bottom and you can enter your email address there. And we have lots of fun things that we send you in your inbox, including special events that are only available to our newsletter subscribers. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.